because so many people are suffering. And I really wanted to do something to not only just for myself, but for more people around the world, just to help people. Welcome back to Midnight O2 Season Two, Episode Two, and this is your host Amy. Tonight we have a special guest. It's an old friend of mine, and he's also a very talented friend of mine. So his name is Kevin Lin, and you could also call him Linz. That's his stage name, and he's a singer, writer, healer, and a performer. And that's welcome on the show. Yay! Yay! Hello. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Amy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, why don't you give a short introduction of yourself to my audience? Oh, okay. Hi, everybody.、Um, as Amy, Amy has said before, my name is Kevin. You can also call me Lindsay. It's Lindsay or Linz. Both work.、Uh, it's my stage name on、um, on my YouTube channel.、Um, I'm a I'm a singer on YouTube and also a writer, healer, and performer. And、um, I have been singing, performing quite a while, and I really loved it because is. For me, the best way to spread healing and love to people, and、um, yeah, <laughs> that's really amazing. Yeah, you're my first singer guest here on the show, so I'm very excited to find out more like what music means to you, and just、mm-hmm. in this difficult time that we all face.、Mm-hmm. You know,、right. since like lately,、um, the world has been a mess, and I wanted to talk about something that would light up everybody's mood. So I thought that I would like talk to you, and maybe you could inspire the audience <laughs> with your passion and music and everything. You know, because every time I honestly, every time I see Kevin's videos on YouTube or on Instagram, I get so inspired because he is so passionate about his music and the things that he's doing. So Kevin, tell me why and what inspired you, you to go into singing and acting. Wow, that that is 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 really a roller coaster. I have to say,、mm-hmm. because、um, when I was very young, probably I was only nine years old, I, I really started to love singing. And there was this just an audition in our in my local school at that time. They they wanted to create a band for the school, and I just kind of went and auditioned. Just for fun, and、um, no one forced me to do it. But I was just like, "Oh, I love, I love to try out and see what will happen." Even though I really have no clue what the result is going to be, but I was chosen during that time, and I was very excited to kind of start singing for a crowd. But then eventually, my my parents didn't let me do it. So then I, between the first time I ever had a singing audition till the next time I actually perform a song was. Probably like ten years, because the next time、I、really started to sing again was when when I was seventeen or eighteen, and that was when I find that passion again, and also seeing the people、um, seeing me sing and their reaction to it, I realized there's something there. There's a possibly a potential gift there that I can continue to expand on, and that's when I really started to explore singing and acting together in high school. Wow. So I actually really didn't know that story before. So there's <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of audience that's、um, Asian American, 
And I think they also some of them are chasing things like acting and singing, and you know, like you said, your parents didn't agree at first, didn't、right. support you at first. How did you convince them, or how did it all work out? Well, I have to be honest. I I feel they 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 see my potential as an artist, and I feel that really helped them. Persuade in a way.、Mm-hmm. I still feel they are, you know, at at times they're they're quite not understand everything I do, which I I I feel like is just a reality that you know sometimes since my parents and I are such different kind of people and、mm-hmm. we're pursuing such different kind of things that there will always always be like a part of it that they don't really understand. But I feel like they the turning point was. When my mom actually flew in to watch a show that I did in college, and I was、um, I was a lead lead actor in that show, and I was really humbled and grateful for that.、Uh, it was for for、um, for my、uh, my college at UC Irvine,、mm-hmm. and、uh, it was a pretty big production. And my mom came in and watched it, and I I feel like through that performance, I think she see see how much I've worked on my craft, and I feel that. Kind of persuade her a little bit more than before, and to be there more、um, for my、um, whether it's my music or everything. But I still feel like I haven't really persuaded them fully, and I <laughs> I, I kind of、uh, understand that also. But、um, mm-hmm. I don't let that bother me that much anymore. I think it used to bother me a lot, but then now, especially after the pandemic, I realize you know what I'm just gonna do what I need to do. Yeah. And,、uh, you know, it's just a, kind of like an awakening、right. moment. Yeah. What could you、um, could you talk more about like what you thought before COVID hit and like your mindset changed? Like you mentioned a little bit briefly just now. Like, what was the biggest difference on your you know either performance or、um, just how you viewed music or your this passion that's difficult. Mm, great question.、Um, I think before the pandemic, I was singing a lot to people for the joy of it. You know, I really love to perform. Really want love to sing. I really love to challenge myself to do various kind of things. But I feel like my mindset wasn't really fully on what can I give to the audience.、Mm-hmm. I feel they were. I think they were glimpses of moments. I feel oh, I'm just going to share the joy to people. But then after the pandemic, I realized there's there's much more than just you know oh share the joy. But what are the other intentions that you can give to the audience that not only just give joy, but it can give much more than that. Whether whether it's inspiring them in a way or making、mm-hmm. them feel something, is I, I see a much bigger perspective and potential on that、mm-hmm. as a sing as a performer after the pandemic. Right. And that was also is also because after the pandemic, now the YouTube happened. Right. Because I I really never had that much of a courage to do that because、um, there was a transition between college and a, after I graduated a year early that I I redid all my technique because my because my technique wasn't really bringing me to my full potential and I had to change the whole thing and I kind of lost my confidence in singing for a while and、mm-hmm. then that was a pretty big challenge. Because when you're when you don't have the confidence, it's really hard to sing well. Right. And 
And I think after the pandemic, I, I realized, you know, all the training that I've done mm-hmm. and coming back to Taiwan, right. um, I realized I have to, I have to do something not only just to maintain where I am as a singer, but also kind of sharing that intention to a bigger audience and to make a change and to, or to, to bring healing to the world because so many people are suffering. And I really wanted to do something to not only just for myself, but for more people around the world, just to help people. And I think that was a huge, huge transformation and change in, in the mind regarding to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's really great, Kevin, because, you know, I also love singing. And I think it's so important for performance to enjoy the stage. You know, it's so important for you to love what you're doing and love what you sing. And as a writer myself, my parents didn't support me in majoring English at all, creative writing at all. So I I felt like the same on the same level, kind of, to, and to heal people, you know, in this difficult time. Like I wrote a book, Reborn, right? It's about healing people. And you identify yourself as a healer so i wanted to you know ask you and like how you approach healing especially during this moment and you heal with words as well as with music wow i feel like the healing part is more like a process of i have to heal myself first Mm -hmm. before i can give as much healing as i can to other people and you know, you know. Before there was a long period of time, I, I feel like the artistic side was blooming, but personally, my own mindset, my own heart, my own personal life, I wasn't really healing myself. So I had to find a way first to, um, whether it's through music and through singing and through acting, to kind of bring out my vulnerability and to to realize what what are the places that. I'm not healing myself with and how can I use the art that I have to heal myself first? Then I discover those small details that can help me to bring that out to the audience and mm-hmm. to have more of an artistic connection with my own art and to use that artistic impression where through emotions to give to the audience. And I feel the feel like in the emotion side is really the most effective and the most powerful way to heal people. Because when you really perform or sing or create anything, or whether it's writing and anything that is artistically or creatively, when you really put your soul into it, people can feel it. And, they, and that feeling can really heal people. And I realize that that is the most straightforward mm-hmm. and also the most important way of doing it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's really inspiring because I, I've heard something similar. So, you know, when 911 um, happened and after that, um, people got into theater, art performance, ballet mm-hmm. and just different kind of healing activities that's from performance arts, from humanities and arts. People got into those poetry and singing. They go to church like they, I think people just try so many different ways to heal themselves and as like creative content um, creator and just, you know, as performer, it's like a key timing for, I feel like it, we should do something, you know. So right. that's also one of the reasons I started this season two, focusing on this difficult topic, trying to find silver linings in this difficult, in this trauma, like this long period and we don't know how long this is going to take 
with the COVID, the wildfires, and the bad news going on. So I'm just collecting all the good things that have happened, you know. So it's really great to hear that you share different kind of healings and methods. Could you share with audience、um, how do you find like relaxing time for yourself, and what do you do to heal yourself before you heal others? Ah,、uh, another great question. You you you're really good at asking questions. <laughs>、um, and, 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 and before I answer in that question, I really love the idea you did this because it's, it's going to help many people. People really need to hear these words. They need to really, really find a way to whether it's doing what they love、mm-hmm. to heal or to listen to people who are giving that healing、mm-hmm. to them. You know, that's why I love what we're doing right now. But to answer the question,、um, I talked about love, right?、Mm-hmm. It's really doing what you really feel loved first, and. And putting yourself first, you know. I, I feel like there are many times, especially when I was younger, I feel like society kind of put me into this this situation that I have to always put myself second, and that really have kind of dimmed my own light, and kind of made me feel forget about that I needed to heal myself, or I kind of let the trauma lingered on, and I didn't really target at it, and, and really. Try to heal those broken pieces that were already broken, and for everyone is a very different level of trauma, different level of hardship.、Mm-hmm. So everyone's healing is process, and the level of healing they needed to do is very different.、Um, for me, I, I definitely believe seeing was the very first thing that helped me heal, because I realized I'm giving something to people, and they're feeling what I'm feeling, and that that. Really surprised me that a, as a human that you can do something like that with your instrument. That I, that I didn't notice until、mm-hmm. I first performed. That was the very first thing. Then I think it came to, you know, acting and dancing.、Um, I started to do more theater at the end of high school, musical theater, acting. I realized those performances helped me discover more about who I am as a person, really. And finding myself again as a human being, and that definitely was a healing process as well, because you, because in acting you have to really dig in a lot of、right. personal stories,、mm-hmm. right? You know that, and also through our own experience. And there were times that I cried like furiously because it hit those darkness and trauma that I just forgot about, and most of us just kind of. Put it aside, but never really went back to it. It's so、mm-hmm. scary to go back to those moments, but is it is by going through those moments that really help the healing process to come to the you know forefront, and、um, that to me was really the process that kept me going. And also God, I feel like、mm-hmm. after I I'm I'm more into the aspect of believing in God and. Knowing that there is a power higher than myself, that really helped my healing as、mm-hmm. well. Because I surrendered everything, right, in my life, and trauma or anything that everything will everything will be healed through that power. And just and that power really is just from your heart.、Mm-hmm. If you follow your heart and you really follow that intuition, that intuition is basically God、mm-hmm. itself. And we're all like a part of 
part of God, one with God, and、mm-hmm. that really helped with my healing as well. <laughs> yeah, I believe yeah. everyone has like different calling, and you、right. know, for others it might mean like different mission, different goals, and it's、yes. so important to find yours. And I think it's definitely、mm. a gift that you have here with everything that you're trying to do for yourself and for the world and for the people. You know,、mm. yeah. So while we've talked like. I, I I could relate on so many levels, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Because、so、like I I've, I've gone through a lot as like a writer, going through and digging memories that I didn't want to go back. But in order to create a poem and to write contents, I need to revisit those memories. And sometimes、yeah. it is triggering and it is difficult. But I knew I had to do it, you know. I'm proud of you for that. Yeah, I'm yeah. proud of you too, Kevin. Could you tell me what's the most difficult thing about being an Asian American singer in America, or just what are some challenges you faced in the past, either in America or in Taiwan? In America, I believe the first year was already eye-opening for me because I went into school, you know, as. Doing drama and business, and in 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 the drama side, I, you know, the first thing my coach told me, my my very first coach was actually the chairman of the drama department, which was quite shocking for me at that time, because I really wasn't prepared for anything too intense. But he he was a pretty intense vocal coach, and he told me that if I wanted to compete against the native speakers, I have to sound like a native speaker.、Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing he told me, and I was kind of. I, I like shocked,、mm-hmm. but not not like surprised. But you know, I just didn't expect that he's going to say that the, the very first meeting in our in our coaching session. But I, I see that that was a pretty big challenge, but also a challenge I had to overcome because if I wanted to really compete with them, or to get opportunities in school or outside the school, or getting roles or getting singing roles or theater roles,、um, anything really creatively, more more like perform performing wise, I'll have to level up. Because there's really no way for me if I don't level myself up as an Asian American that I can't really compete with a native, you know. Because a lot of the singing thing and the acting thing, there is a lot of a lot of the pronunciation thing that is going on. That 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 was the reality. I realized I have to face, and this is a challenge I couldn't avoid. So I think that was the biggest challenge because it took me a whole year, and. I I cried a lot during vocal sessions because I will be singing one note for fifty times. I remember that very、What? clearly. Yeah. Wow. I, I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not the same, but pronouncing the words、mm-hmm. because my my coach was very strict. Pret- yeah, strict and particular on that. That was the first challenge, and once I overcome that, the opportunity definitely come by much more. But I feel like there was the challenge also of、um, getting used to rejection,、mm-hmm. because sometimes the rejection is not because you're not good enough; it's just because you're not suitable for that role, or you just you're not enough yet to to prepare for that particular opportunity. Right. I, I, because right at that time, I I just kind of started. I kind of started late as an artist, and.、Um, Really, just getting into the industry the very first year when I came to college, and there was still so much things to learn, and there was also opportunities coming my way that I wasn't prepared for, and that was also another challenge I have to 
kind of put myself in perspective and understand that I'm I still have a lot of work that I needed to do um, as a performer or artist. And those auditions, those opportunities that came by, whether it's auditioning for a a role or auditioning for a, a singing kind of situation or for a record label, whichever it is, is is not really fully because of who I am as a person, but it's more like my technique and my craft is still not at point to really get help me get there. So I, I realized all the challenges that came in in America was really I have to I have to really improve my craft to really get those opportunities into my hand. Mm-hmm. And um and also not letting other people's kind of opinion stop me. You know, mm-hmm. because there there will be people that kind of feel like um it is um there's still kind of you know the Asian and you know native kind of yeah. situation. They they feel like they deserve the role, which I I I don't really take it personally. It's just you know they have their own pride, mm-hmm. and and it seems those things. I'm totally fine. Actually, help me compete even more competitively, and it kind of drive me into becoming even better. So I feel like that was actually a pretty good thing. Right. So you know you mentioned something about like. Getting used to rejections, I think it really yes. applies to life. You know, <laughs> as, an, as as a writer, I could relate on so many levels. There are so before I published my book, there were so many um, journals, you know, over different schools and different publishers that submitted my writings. You know, you would prepare so much for it, and then you just get a letter. Sometimes nothing, just you don't get any call back and nobody re- replies you at all and they're just like some like nights you're just by yourself and you're wondering like is it really worth it like am i alone in this like do i really have zero talents should i stop like i've gone I through feel, those I feel you so much. yeah like i've gone through those and people talk yeah. to me be like you know writing is useless like why would you write uh, why would you do podcast? There's just people who attack you all the time, you know. And I feel like as a creator, you should yeah. just keep on focusing on yourself and on your goals. And people just let them talk. Because I feel like one day when you surpass what they see beyond you, then they there's nothing for them to complain about. Because it's you and your life. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just like how people were like, "You're never ever going to write a book. Like, what are you going to do with that?" And then I was like, "Guess what? I did." After like five, six (laughs) years of the person sent those to me, I did write a book. You know, (laughs) that's that's the best redemption. Yeah, so just ignore them. (laughs) Haters will hate. Literally, just you just have to ignore them and not let them dim your light. It's mm-hmm. just not worth it. Yeah, because you're doing what you love. Yeah, but it is difficult, and it, it does take oh, sacrifice yeah. when it comes to doing yeah. what you love. You know, sometimes yeah. um, some people have to pay their bills, and they gotta do so yeah. many different part-time jobs just to do acting or to do like singing. So it is difficult. Exactly. Yeah. And so what advice do you give to those who want to become musicians or actors like you? Yeah, that question. That is the most important <laughs> question out of all of them. You could for, think especially of, for people. Yeah, you could think it as like if someone were to tell you when you were like a little bit younger, what do you yeah. hope or you wish people would have told you this earlier? Something like that. Ah, yeah, that... 
that would be easier. Got it, got it. Yeah, that would be, that would be, mm -hmm. that would be more um, terrifying. Got it. Hmm. I had thought of that before, but I haven't thought of that for a while. But I do have an answer, though. I feel in the past, I just wish people can say that for performing, you just have to say, stay as authentic and natural as you can. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like during this process, many people, especially in the industry, they will try to fit you into boxes. Mm. And I didn't realize that until really going to college. And, you know, people were telling me to do this or do that because they feel like that is the best for me. Mm-hmm. But it's really not the best for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, you realize that it, it, it's not everything's going to fit. And people will have their own judgment and perspective on what is the thing for you. But you know, your heart already knows that what is really not for you and what is for you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's that line that is very, at the beginning, very difficult for any, um, whether it's musician, actors, or any creative individuals to set that line and to really say yes when you want to say yes and when you say no when you don't want to Mm. when you really want to say no that's really the hard part especially at the beginning when you're still developing it's very difficult to say no because you feel like oh these opportunities i can't just kind of let it go at the beginning i would say you can do that but eventually when you really find your voice when you already know what your voice is then you really have to really much more not picky, but you'd be more kind of wise with your choices on where you're going to head head to mm-hmm. as, a, as an artist. And right. that's, that's something that I hope someone had told me when I was younger because I was kind of going through that whole situation on my own because my parents really, really didn't understand that industry. And I was kind of going through that whole thing kind of in circles. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel people can take that advice and really think about it right that's very important advice i'm glad that you said it and shared it on my show with people yeah so um what would you tell yourself like what has been like the most successful or the happiest thing this year because 2020 was a mess like what would you say to yourself like dear kevin like thanks for like doing blah, 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 or like what is it that you really appreciate or you found grateful this year? Wow. There's so many, <laughs> to be honest. That's really great, Kevin. Just, yeah. Um, definitely was pandemic at the beginning was shocking. It was, mm-hmm. it was hard. Um, but, but really, I have, there's really so many things to be grateful for. I'm really grateful for really going for things that, were scaring me before and I just kind of do it mm-hmm. you know the, the pandemic had definitely inspired me to just do the things that you always want to do that you keep on saying now I'll do it later now I'll do it tomorrow mm-hmm. now I'll do it the next day I feel and that just do it just do right? it now it's, just do it now basically, basically. It's, it's hard but then when, you, when that such a big thing that happened and I, you know I was just sitting here and thinking what what am I doing with myself my life What what is the next step and it's just and the as i've said before the youtube thing kind of just hit me 
as an inspiration. It just kind of、mm-hmm. came in,、mm-hmm. and I was thinking about it and thinking about it, and then the then I was thinking, what can I do with YouTube? What can I post? What can I do with that? And then the next inspir- inspiration just came in. I feel like it was God helping me, and I feel.、Mm-hmm. Feel like he was talking to me, and then he was saying, "Just sing the song, you know, by Michael Jackson, 'Heal the World.'" Right? That was the exact idea that came into my mind, and then I knew exactly that was the thing that I had to do. And I kind of let go all the expectation of the outcome and anything, but I just knew I had to do it. And I did it, and then I had no clue how that、mm-hmm. video kind of spread to people. It just kind of happened, and I'm just very grateful that. God inspired me to do、mm-hmm. this, and then and then continuously throughout the year, I was really learning to really just do things that I had that was in my mind and just do it and just go through it. It's going to be difficult sometimes that when you want to do what you want to do within your heart, there's going to be challenges. Life is meant to challenge you.、Mm-hmm. I think the pandemic taught me that also that life is not meant to be comfortable anyway.、Um, insecurity. To be honest, no security. To be honest, doesn't really exist because everything that, especially when we try to to accomplish, there's going to be so much insecurities we have to go through, and it's just、mm-hmm. a phase we have to face. And it's it's just being grateful for all this enlightenment. Just be grateful to be alive today, to still be able to have another day, right? To really go for it and to really live life to the fullest pos you can, we can possibly、um, make. What it Today is a good day or a bad day. It's still a new day for us, and that's that itself is such a blessing. Wow! Yeah. Thanks for sharing the message. It's so important for people to hear that just now. Yeah. <laughs> right, Kevin. So you know, thanks so much for coming to my show and sharing these、mm-hmm. with my audience. So, what is the way for my audience to reach you and they could subscribe to you? If they want to listen to your singing. Where do they go find you?、Uh, they can, they can go to YouTube and they just type Lindsay Lindsay cover and you can find me there and you can find all the covers. Or you can just type Lindsay cover heal the world. You can do either way, but you you will find you can find me there、That's、on、great. YouTube. Okay, yeah, yeah. I want to make sure they hear you sing. Yeah, you're very talented, and I'm、uh-huh. so grateful that you're here with me. And <laughs> I'm, gr- I'm grateful to be here with you too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you,、Very、Kevin.、Happy. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. So that was the end of episode two. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between me and Kevin. And feel free to follow me on Instagram at ahc poetry to follow more news about Midnight O2. And I'll see you next week. And have a good night.